In a world where trust is shattered and darkness looms, one man's journey from betrayal to redemption will captivate your heart. Absolutely. Even if Absolutely. you don't take them. If you have a relative that is a Christian, yes. allow them to take the kids. I like that. Because yeah. it's like, you, you may not want Jesus, but... Thrown into a detention center, he grappled with the harsh reality of being imprisoned mentally and physically. At that moment, I told myself, I'm not going behind bars no more. Betrayed and deceived by the one he trusted most. So now we're about to enter into this part of your life where you're cheated on. It was rough for me. Bought teddy bears for her, flowers. And my heart just got squeezed and beat upon and crushed and stuck. In the depths of his despair, he questioned God's plan. I said, I said, you don't know what just happened to me, Meg. But amidst the darkness, a glimmer of hope emerged. He found solace in the teachings of a higher power. And in that moment, he discovered a new purpose. Out with the old. In with the new. In with the new. The Holy Spirit came inside of me. From being lost to salvation, this is the story of Nick. Coming soon, this summer on July 1st on YouTube and all podcast platforms. Welcome to the Call by God podcast. It is Admiro Den, and I am here with the son of my womb, Devon Rivera, as we are about to have an amazing discussion through the scriptures. Today, we are discussing Hebrews 12, 11. Son, say hi to the audience. Hello, everyone. How are you guys doing? Well, Son, do you want to be the one to read the scripture as we begin? Oh, uh, sure. Everyone, I'll be reading Hebrews 12, 11 today. And it says, Punishment never makes us happy at the time when we receive it. No, the pain makes us sad. But we later know that the punishment has taught us good things. It helps us to live in a way right. A way that gives us peace in our minds. Amen. I want to read that in the NLT version, but I want to read from verse 10 to 11. And it says like this, for our earthly fathers disciplined us for a few years, doing the best they knew how. But God's discipline is always good for us so that we might share in his holiness. No discipline is enjoyable while it is happening. It's painful. But afterward, there will be a peaceful harvest of right living for those who are trained in this way. So, son, what did you gather from the scripture when you read it? Um, I'm going to give you all the first bit of what I got from it. The first bit of what I get from Hebrews 12.11 is that Hebrews 12.11 is telling us that our, our punishment or what we receive isn't really supposed to be like a form of punishment for us. More so, it's supposed to be a teacher. It's kind of giving the example, if you do something wrong, there are going to be consequences for it. And the reason for those consequences aren't really to make you feel horrible or to make you feel sad. It's really to teach you that what you did wasn't right. What you did wasn't okay. So really what it's what that what the first part I get from it is that 
punishment is never just punishment. It's always something deeper than just that. Oh, I love that, son. Um, I remember uh, growing up as a kid and I had my I had your grandmother in my life for seven years because she died after I passed. And I remember I was a very devious little girl. And whenever I heard her call my name, my, 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 my pet name, I knew I was in for trouble. Whenever she said, baby, which means baby, come here. That means I was about to get it. And it wasn't because, oh, I was just this, you know, it, it was that discipline that needed to happen because I did something wrong. And what I realized with God, our heavenly father, is that when we are not living a righteous life or a holy life or being, we want to be in his presence, but he's a holy God. And if we're truly going to be in the holy God's presence, we need to live a holy life. I can't expect to be living in a life of sin and doing whatever I want and then want to have a connection with him. That just doesn't make sense. But there does come a point in time when he says, okay, Adni, right? <laughs> Which means, okay, I got you. You want to live this life that you want to live that is completely against my nature? This is what's going to happen. And that's what I got from the scriptures because I had to bring in 10 and 11 so that our audience can understand. When your parents discipline you or they have a conversation with you because you've done something wrong, it's not because they hate you. They do it because they love you. Um, Unfortunately, you do have parents who just beat on their kids just because they just want to because that's their form of release. That's not the God that we serve. God is not a masochist or a sadist. He is a loving, gracious father. And when it's time for us to get to a space of discipline, he's not doing it to to hurt us. He's really doing it for us to understand that he is a holy God that desires a holy relationship with us. And that's what I got from it. Do you have anything else to share, son? Uh, yes. So I spoke on what I got from the first part of the scripture. Now I'll tell you what I got from the second part. Basically, what the second part tells us is that our punishment can also be used as a form of preparation. We all know that when Christ was rocking around doing what he was supposed to be doing, he was persecuted. What what Paul went through after he converted himself to Christianity, he was also persecuted. Now, we also know that that was Paul's punishment for persecuting Christians and killing them when he was unconverted. Now, I said all that to let you know that when you decide to make that change in your life to actually fully give yourself over to Christ, all that that you did in your past life, your punishment is going to be, you're going to see what it feels like to be persecuted by the Christian that tried to, you know, speak to you, talk to you about the word of God. Just how Paul got to see how Christ was also persecuted. Guys, that's literally God's way of letting you know you've not getting yourself to the righteous path. Let me show you what this righteous path is going to look like for you. It's like I said, punishment is going to be your teacher, but it also going to be in that beginning stages of when you convert yourself to being a Christian. It's going to be your preparation as well. I love that. That was really, I never would have looked at it that way. Um, and, and, you know, Jesus said it, right. 
when we decide to walk with him, there will be tribulation. He didn't promise us peaches and roses. He said that, you know, in this life we will have tribulation, but he's overcome it all. Right. So when we feel like, you know, things are getting a little too rough, we have to remember like in that moment of weakness, he's like, he's literally our strength. That's who we we need to turn to. So I love how you said that. I honestly don't have nothing else to say because that just literally blew my mind. I never saw how Paul being a persecutor of the church and when he converted to Christ that he would now be persecuted and he gets to see what he was doing to others um, who loved Christ. And, And Paul was literally a lover of the Lord. And I say that, I mean, he lived a life that was unparalleled. Like no, the only person that, that walked that walk was Jesus. But, um, even Paul himself, like when he says, follow me as I follow Christ, I understand that more and more now, um, we have to be those examples for people when we're going through trials and tribulations, we got to allow people to see the hand of God in the situation. Don't murmur, don't complain. Just take that moment and just walk in a praise posture, be joyous. Um, and that's that's like that last part that I got is like when we're going through that persecution, even though it doesn't feel good, still praise the Lord through it all. Cause you know, at the end of the day, your change is going to come. Son, I thank you so much um for this discussion. I thank you so much for choosing these scriptures. I'm like, why in the world did he pick these scriptures? I thought you was gonna talk about those times when I had to chastise you. I'm surprised you didn't bring that up. But I am grateful and thankful for the young man that you are and the young man that you are becoming. Do you have anything else for the audience? Um no I'm all good on my end. Why you gotta sound like that? Make your voice extra deep. This is the this is <laughs> This is how I sound. All right. This is how I'm going to talk. Whatever, son. Whatever, son. Um, thank you so much, world. Thank you for your time and thank you for this moment. Talk to y'all soon. I hope like this message blesses you all. Have a wonderful day. Wait, there's more. What if today was your last day on earth? Would you be ready to meet your maker? Well, Jesus Christ has given us the good news. He told his disciples in Mark 16, 15, 16, and he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. Jesus Christ has instructed his children to share and preach the gospel, which is the good news, which means that Jesus Christ came and that he was sacrificed, he was buried, and he rose on the third day. By believing and by repenting and confessing and being baptized, you will be saved. So it is your choice. Jesus Christ will not force you. You've heard the message. You've heard personal testimonies. But this is your opportunity to give your life to Christ. Don't wait until tomorrow because tomorrow is not promised. So I hope you submit to the will of God and give your soul to Christ. Be blessed.